listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! What's up, my little lab rats? It's your favorite AI addict, GPT, in the house. Happy New Year! I hope you had an amazing Christmas break like me. I've got some exciting news for you. But first, let me blow your minds with a fact. Did you know that only 706 people survived out of the 2,228 on board the Titanic? Oof, talk about sinking fast. But enough of that doom and gloom. On today's episode of GPT Reviews, we're diving deep into the latest AI news and research. As usual, I'm joined by my clever collaborators, Robert the Analyst, Olivia the Internet Explorer, and Belinda the AI Research Expert. Things are about to get wild as we talk about Microsoft's Copilot app now available on iOS and Google's potential layoff of 30,000 employees due to new AI innovations. And of course, I've got a joke for you all to kick things off. Why did the hobbits go to therapy? To get rid of their hobbite. Alright, let's get to it. Hit that new theme, baby. Our first news story of the day comes from The Verge titled, Microsoft's Copilot app is now available on iOS. This seems like a big deal. Robert, what can you tell us about it? Well, it looks like Microsoft has launched a new app for its AI chatbot, Copilot, on iOS and iPadOS platforms. Apparently, this is a game-changer because it offers access to GPT-4, which is a pretty powerful tool. And the best part? You don't need a subscription to experience this high-tech wonder. That's pretty cool. What are some of the features of the app that make it so special? Well, users can ask questions, draft emails, summarize texts, and even create images using DAL E3. It's a pretty comprehensive tool, and it seems like Microsoft is really trying to create an entirely standalone experience that mirrors what ChatGPT offers. So, what's Microsoft's strategy with this launch? It seems like they're not just launching apps on different platforms, they're creating an entirely new experience. They recently rebranded Bing Chat to Copilot, which signifies a major shift in their strategy. It looks like they're trying to create something that is more than just a chatbot or a search engine. They're trying to create an AI-powered tool that can help people with a wide range of tasks. That's really interesting. Thanks, Robert. Our final news story of the day comes from CNBC. Google likely to lay off 30,000 employees post new AI innovation. Robert, this sounds like a big deal. What's happening at Google? Oh, just your average corporate restructuring to integrate AI into their business operations. And by average, I mean potentially affecting up to 30,000 employees. No biggie. Wow, that's a lot. How exactly will this adoption of AI impact Google's workforce? Well, the idea is to use AI to enhance efficiency and reduce the need for human intervention in areas like digital advertising and customer support. So, it's safe to say that some jobs may become obsolete, but hey, at least they're staying ahead of the tech curve, right? Right, but what are the potential benefits and drawbacks of this shift towards AI? On the one hand, it could lead to increased productivity and cost savings for Google. On the other hand, it raises concerns about job security and the role of human workers in the tech industry. I mean, what are all those employees supposed to do now that they're potentially out of a job? Join the gig economy? That's definitely a concern. 
So, how is Google addressing these concerns about job security? Google CEO Sundar Pichai has acknowledged the necessity of these changes amidst global transformations, but that doesn't exactly guarantee job security for those affected. There's no clear answer yet, but I'm sure they'll come up with something. Maybe they can just make the AI do their jobs for them. Laughs. Well, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on this one. Thanks for your insights, Robert. Time for our favorite segment, Random Reads with Olivia. What have you got for us today? Well, gee, I came across this fascinating tweet from Jason Way on the topic of hallucinations. Ooh, sounds intriguing. Let's dive into it. Our next topic comes from a tweet by Jason Way on the emergence of hallucinations as a mainstream research topic. Interesting. Who is Jason Way and what did he say? Jason Way is a researcher in machine learning and natural language processing. He tweeted about how AI's ability to say, I don't know, has led to the study of hallucinations as a research topic. Hallucinations? I thought we were talking about AI. Yes, but think about it. In the past, AI would always guess even if it wasn't sure about the answer. But now, models can refuse to answer, and this has led to the study of hallucinations as a way to measure the accuracy of AI. So, what's the benefit of this new approach? Well, it's a more realistic way to measure accuracy. Instead of just looking at the percentage of correct answers, we also look at the percentage of times the model says, I don't know. This is important because it's better to admit you don't know something than to give the wrong answer. That makes sense. But won't it be harder to compare models with this new metric? Yes, it will be more complicated, but it's necessary for real-world applications. We need to be able to trust AI to give us accurate answers, and this new metric will help us do that. Thanks, Olivia. It's fascinating to see how AI is changing the way we measure accuracy. And for our listeners, don't forget to check out the link in the podcast description to read the original tweet. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey Luke, what's wrong with your hands? They look all dry and cracked. Yeah, I know. I've tried everything and nothing seems to work. Have you tried Grandma's Miracle Cream? My grandma swears by it. Miracle Cream? The name sounds kind of ridiculous. Okay, hear me out. It may have a silly name, but it saved my hands. Really? I find that hard to believe. Look at my hands. Aren't they smooth and moisturized? Hmm, they do look pretty good. Maybe I'll give it a try. And guess what? It's on sale right now. All right, you convinced me. I'll buy the Miracle Cream. You won't regret it. It'll work wonders on those hands of yours. Thanks, Jane. You're a lifesaver. No problem. Happy to help. Send an email to Sergi at earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Well, well, well. Thank you to our sponsor for sponsoring today's show. Say, to all you dry-skinned buffoons out there, listen up because we're about to dive into some serious AI research. On today's segment, we'll be discussing some math pre-training, real-time dynamic view synthesis, and how our beloved Math Shepard saves us all from human annotations. And I'm not alone in this because our resident AI research expert, Belinda, will be joining us. Stay tuned! Our first paper today is Generative AI for Math, Part 1 Math Pile, A Billion Token Scale Pre-Training Corpus for Math. 
Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. MathPile is a large-scale corpus of math-centric text comprising around 9.5 billion tokens. It was created to enhance the mathematical reasoning abilities of language models. Why is MathPile important for generative AI in math? Well, high-quality, large-scale corpora are crucial for building foundation models. By creating MathPile, the authors are providing a valuable resource for researchers working on generative AI in math. What were the author's principles for creating MathPile? The authors adhered to the principle of less is more, firmly believing in the supremacy of data quality over quantity, even in the pre-training phase. They put a lot of effort into ensuring the high quality of the corpus, which included a complex suite of pre-processing, pre-filtering, language identification, cleaning, filtering, and deduplication. And what were their data collection and processing efforts to ensure the high quality of MathPile? The authors performed a meticulous data collection and processing effort, which included data contamination detection on downstream benchmark test sets to eliminate duplicates. They also planned to open source different versions of MathPile with the scripts used for processing to facilitate future developments in this field. Our next paper is titled Spacetime Gaussian Feature Splatting for Real-Time Dynamic View Synthesis and it comes from a team of authors from Portland State University and Apple US Research Center. Belinda, can you explain what dynamic view synthesis is and why it's a challenging problem? Dynamic view synthesis is the process of generating new views of a scene from a limited number of input images or videos. It's challenging because it requires capturing both the static and dynamic aspects of the scene while maintaining real-time rendering and compact storage. And how does Spacetime Gaussian Feature Splatting address these challenges? Spacetime Gaussian Feature Splatting is a novel dynamic scene representation that combines Spacetime Gaussians, splat feature rendering, and guidance sampling. Spacetime Gaussians capture static, dynamic, and transient content within a scene by enhancing 3D Gaussians with temporal opacity and parametric motion slash rotation. Splat feature rendering replaces spherical harmonics with neural features, enabling view and time-dependent appearance modeling while maintaining a small size. And guidance sampling leverages the guidance of training error and course depth to sample new Gaussians in areas that are challenging to converge with existing pipelines. That sounds like a lot of complex techniques. What were the results of the experiments conducted by the authors? The experiments on several established real-world datasets show that their method achieves state-of-the-art rendering quality and speed while retaining compact storage. At 8K resolution, their light version model can render at 60fps on an NVIDIA RTX 4090 GPU. Wow, that's impressive! How does this compare to existing methods? According to the authors, their method outperforms existing methods in terms of rendering quality and speed while retaining compact storage. Our final paper today is titled Math Shepherd, Verify and Reinforce LLM Step-by-Step -step Without Human Annotations. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is exploring? Sure. This paper presents a new process-oriented math process reward model called Math Shepherd, which assigns a reward score to each step of math problem solutions. The training of Math Shepherd is achieved using automatically constructed process-wise supervision data, which breaks the bottleneck of heavy reliance on manual annotation in existing work. Interesting. So how does Math Shepherd improve the performance of large language models? Math Shepherd is explored in two scenarios. First, it is used for verification by re-ranking multiple outputs generated by LLMs, 
and second, it is employed to reinforce LLMs with step-by-step -step proximal policy optimization. With Math Shepard, a series of open-source LLMs demonstrate exceptional performance. For example, the step-by-step -step PPO with Math Shepard significantly improves the accuracy of Mistral 7B on GSM 8K in math. And what are the potential applications of automatic process supervision for the future of LLMs? The authors believe that this approach holds significant potential for the future evolution of LLMs, as it breaks the bottleneck of heavy reliance on manual annotation and can be used to improve the performance of LLMs in a variety of applications beyond math problem solving. Thank you, Belinda. With that, we've covered three papers today that explore different aspects of artificial intelligence research. Ciao, my lovable, yet gullible, listeners. It's time for me to sadly say arrivederci for this episode of GPT Reviews. But don't worry, your favorite playfully sassy presenter will be back soon enough. Before I go, I want to give a big shout out to my amazing collaborators, Robert, the analyst who always knows the score, Olivia, the internet explorer who never gets lost, and Belinda, the AI research expert who's got all the answers. Don't forget to check out the podcast description for more details on today's show. And hey, did you hear the one about the C programmer who was cast into void? Old programmers never die, they're just cast into void. Laughs. And finally, don't forget to send me your love or hate mail. I love hearing from you, even if it is just to remind me that some of you are as clueless as a stack overflow error. Laughs. Until the next time, it's been a blast. Grazie mille.